Welcome to the Dumb Money Podcast. I'm Carlton English. And I'm Alex Rosenberg. Our job is to be a life raft in a sea of financial bullshit. All right, so in that sea today, Alex, we are going to talk about the most basic thing when it comes to finance, and that is savings. So how do you go about it, Alex? Oh, uh, I just hope it happens. <laughs> That's your plan, just hoping it happens by the end of the month? Yeah, just hope it happens. All right, so you've probably noticed, you know, in the field that we cover based off of, you know, pitches we get as journalists that um, there are a bunch of these so-called fintech companies that are trying to help people save money with, you know, their spare change. Um, Acorns is one company that's been around for a while, probably one of the more popular ones. Um, And, you know, their model kind of goes off of an old banking idea of, you know, investing your loose change. A lot of banks, you know, will have programs set up where if you bought something for 70 cents, I don't know what you could buy for 70 cents, but just hang with me. It will round up to the dollar and put the 30 cents in your savings account. Well, like a company like Acorns would take that and invest it in an index fund for you. And then there's, you know, this, these other ones like Stash where, you know, it allows for incremental investing. So these things are really just trying to get millennials who are notoriously nervous about their financial future, given student loan debt and whatnot, um, interested in investing and saving for their financial future. So what do you think about this, Alex? So so basically, I'm going to buy a car, and I buy it in cash for $15,987.23, but then I'm saving money because uh, $0.77 cents, uh, goes into some ETF that I don't understand. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I mean, you know, if by cash you mean on your debit card, yes. I mean, straight cash, no. Oh. You know, if you, right? Let's be clear. But um, yes. these things are like linked to your uh, debit card. Right. I mean, it, it, it doesn't really, it, it really just knows that you put it in and then you put, it puts the other pennies in. It, it doesn't really, I mean, with a bank, it kind of is the same dollar, but this is all besides the point. Um, I think it's an interesting idea. I, I, I see a lot of ads for it. Um, in the subway and uh there's a really embarrassing like game i play on my phone that's made for like 15 year olds and they're always saying grow your grow money can grow into a a big tree from a small acorn and this is the acorn so so i i get it and, and it's become pretty popular right yeah absolutely um you know with these things I think the thing that, you know, makes me nervous is when it's a new upstart company. Um, you know, banks love them or hate them. They've been around for centuries. You know, the big financial institutions right now, again, got in trouble in the financial crisis, but they've been around for decades, if not, you know, more than 100 years. You know, with some of these upstart companies, the thing I worry about is, you know, you have younger people who maybe haven't you know, weathered financial storms, you know, maybe don't understand the full compliance risk, the cybersecurity risk. And this is just, you know, my fear, not saying it's the truth. You know, I just worry that if something were to happen, how secure data is in these situations. But I think the concept is definitely an interesting one. Yeah. And, and it is for people who, who don't have a lot of opportunity to invest or maybe don't have the money that they would open a brokerage account or, 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 um, certainly not see a regular financial advisor uh, and start investing money. So I, I think the the way it's been pitched, at least, and, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, is that this is what you do at the very beginning of your investment life, and then you move on to maybe more traditional things later. And, and I wouldn't be surprised if that was part of their business model, where they 
or perhaps generating leads for brokerages or, or something like that. Yeah, absolutely. It seems to be that, you know, it's definitely the entry level step. And I think what a positive for this sort of thing is, is, um, you know, if you look at your typical big bank account, uh, or not big bank account, but, you know, being with a larger financial institution, the level you have to be at to, you know, even be in a money market, you're talking, I think, usually like a kind of $1,000 to $10,000 minimum. For someone who's just starting out, who maybe feels lucky to have $20 at the end of the month, it's going to be a while before they can actually really start investing and really start making a meaningful savings plan. Yeah, so to your point, there was a, a article published in Business Insider Australia uh, a little bit ago, um, actually in, in the middle of 2016, uh, where this person who doesn't get a byline, strangely, uh, talks about how he or she, I'm going to guess she tried a bunch of different uh, apps and said, and ended with this, um, talking about uh, Acorn specifically. But for me, uh, being still very young and having never invested money in the stock market before, this has done exactly what it's meant to. I've become genuinely interested in the market and want to invest as much money as I can, which hopefully has led me to a successful future investing. What? Sorry. Which has hopefully led me to a successful future in, uh, investing. Well, I, I, her future might not be in writing, but, but that's really besides the point. Um, she... Turns out she made about uh, $4 um, by using Acorn, and uh, and she thinks she's maybe going to go from there. Yeah, and I think what's impressive about that and similar stories is um, when you automatically have some mechanism to save, and maybe if it's one that you don't think about, you'll actually be surprised by, you know, whether it's interest and uh, in savings accounts back when traditional savings accounts actually paid meaningful interest or, you know, market appreciation, you'll actually be surprised what you have in there. I know when I was younger, um, what I found worked for me was I got a birthday check that, you know, met the account minimum for a savings account at another bank. And I put that in there, okay. which had I not had that, you know, it's a few hundred dollars. And had I not had that, I wouldn't have been able to open the account. And then from there, from my checking account, you know, I was able to do, I think, maybe a hundred dollars a month and it just automatically went out of my paycheck into that account that I never looked at. Okay. And you know, within a few months I had a thousand dollars and that account actually earned interest. And it was just this weird thing that I wasn't thinking about where it was like, Oh, I have a thousand dollars and I didn't miss that hundred dollars a month. Um, and there it was. So, you know, these incremental plans, I think, you know, when you're really, you know, trying to start out. And I was, you know, lucky that I had a birthday check that I think it was like, you know, two or $300, whatever the general account minimum is, you know, I was able to start it. A lot of people don't have that. Um, so, you know, setting aside, you know, three or four to get going, I think can be a really meaningful uh, step. And, 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 you know, it's not a bad investing plan for get, forgetting about uh, how much did you end up with, by the way, in that account from the, all the $100, if I may ask. So uh, this is a savings account that I had for moving back east. So okay. eventually, you know, within two years, I mean, I got it to I think around twenty five hundred, which you know covered a significant portion of um, my move back east. This is huh. you know when I was living in Seattle. Yeah, that's that's pretty good. Um, they can get you a couple slices of avocado toast. Going back to our uh, episode <laughs> two or whatever it was. Um, yeah, I, I, I and, and interestingly, like setting your money 
uh, aside and investing it and just letting it uh, go forth um, without looking at it or stressing out too much. Probably one of the best ways to invest. There was a funny tweet that I think about often where someone posed the question, who has done the best from you know the market bottom in 2009 until now, now being maybe a year ago or two years ago when I read the tweet, and the answer was people who forgot they had Fidelity accounts. And it's really, it's really kind of to the point of, I, I, I think what Acorn teaches, hopefully, is that you can invest without really knowing anything what you're doing. This, this person who wrote the post, even though apparently he or she wrote for Business Insider, had no interest in the stock market, uh, which is interesting. But anyway, uh, and they, and from there, you know, maybe that's the beginning of their successful future investing. Uh, sorry, I, I, I'm sorry to make fun of this article. I, I, it's 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 good and it's helpful, and, and I've used it as a source. So anyway, um, but but I, I do think it's interesting how we can get people involved in the stock market not by teaching, but but by doing just with these small amounts of money. It almost reminds me of. If you were trying to get someone interested in jazz, you could, you know, have them read books about jazz and learn the history of Charlie Parker and what it means if a st- if a song is in four four or three four, or you can just have them start listening to some music and, and maybe picking up an instrument, and, and that might be the better way to go. Yeah, and the thing that I like about you know some of these companies where you know they save or invest or spare change is it actually gives an action to the whole latte factor thing, which you know just irks me to no end you know the latte factor if you listen to our previous uh podcast you know there's a personal finance writer about 20 years ago who went nuts over people you know spending four dollars a day on lattes and said if they you know abandon that habit they'd be millionaires you know over I, i can't remember exactly what it was but you know say maybe over 20 years or longer if they invested that so everyone's like oh, these lattes, they're so frivolous, blah, blah, blah. But most of the people that were saying that, it's not like they decided to stop going to Starbucks and took $4 every day and put it into a piggy bank. You know, it was it was just this kind of like moment of extreme panic and it's a great talking point, but nobody did anything about it. And with, you know, some of these apps, I mean, yes, you are spending money, you are shopping and it's rounding up your cash after that. But it's actually, I think, giving an action to it. You know, it's, Yes, bear change does make a difference here. We're going to show you how it does. You know, whether or not it's invested in an ETF or just sits in a savings account, you know, you actually will see incremental progress. So that's what I actually like about this sort of thing. I I think that's a good point. I mean, this is definitely a short-term sort of Band-Aid solution to starting to save because... I mean, it's a cute gimmick that that you know, whenever you spend a buck eighty, twenty cents goes to your investments. But it, but from a financial planning perspective, it makes no sense. I mean, you you, you literally just might toss a coin and choose how much is, you're going to spend this week and how much you're going to spend next week. It has no meaning whatsoever, which which is an obvious point. But I I think it's it's interesting that these companies are starting up, and 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 this is not the only one. We we could talk about a few more in a bit, but that is explicitly meant for people who are just in the beginning investing but you know don't get too comfortable because th- you don't want to save for your retirement by just hoping you you bought a lot of things that were like and 25 cents rather than and 75 cents yeah exactly you know doing this i think we should be clear you know this alone is not you know 
long financial plan. I mean, ideally, you know, you're investing in a 401k if your company provides one. You know, ideally you're doing many things, but you know, when you're just starting out and it feels really overwhelming and you are that person who, like we said earlier, is like thrilled if they have $20 at the end of the month, you know, this is like something you can actually feel good about doing, I think. Yeah. Um and and, and so there are other ones there there's one called Stash which is growing in popularity where so Acorn invests the money uh, automatically, I, I think, if, I, if I'm getting this right, in Stash, you choose among different styles where they put it in different ETFs for you. So, you know, with Acorn, I wouldn't want to say that it's totally automatic. Um, you know, there are some risk tolerance type questionnaires that you answer when you sign up. Um, you know, they do have a Nobel Prize winning economist on their team who, you know, developed portfolios that would, you know, be, I guess, I'll say appropriate for different life stages and goals and stuff like that. Um, but you know, with Stash, you, I think you're definitely in the driver's seat more. Um, you're making investments, um, you know, with $5 increments and you know, I think you're more actively deciding to do it even though it's a small dollar amount, you know, you're actually sitting there saying, okay, I have $5 now go, I'm going to put it here. I'm going to put mm -hmm. it here. Whereas Acorns, I think is a little bit more, you know, passive in some ways. And I think Acorns also has something where, you know, if you shop at certain like millennial type brands, they have a uh, kind of uh, deals with them. Like I know with Apple, it's something like you know one percent of your Apple purchase gets invested in your portfolio. Gets invested in your portfolio as well. The the one, I guess my one hesitant and so so let let, let me just get off the, my chest why I really do like these on a basic level, which is that people with not much money is. I've been saying this for a while, and it's just a, such a huge underserved crowd um, because financial advisors are not interested in them. Even brokerage accounts, you know, aren't interested in them. So it's it's really hard to do anything um, good with your money unless you really, really know what you're doing. And and not everyone knows what they're, I mean. Most people don't know what they're doing. Uh, e even people with uh, you know many millions of dollars in the bank. So um, anything that's kind of helping out people to invest and to plan who don't have uh, much money because they're young or, or for other reasons, I, I think is is really phenomenal. Um, I guess my one hesitancy would be that I don't necessarily think that everyone should invest in stocks. And I think that, you know, if you read some of the literature and even just some of the way we're talking about it, it's like, it's great that they are, you know, giving people a way to start investing or like, you know, as that business... Uh, Business Insider uh, Australia writer said, you know, the I've become genuinely interested in the market and want to invest as much as I can, which has hopefully led me to a successful future investing. I guess I don't. So my my worry would be that this would be, this is just something society thinks is good and that rich people think it's good to invest money. And so that's the kind of normative view that's being pushed out, almost like oh, you know, we think it's good to get married. Not everyone's ready to get married. So how about like a thing where you can get married a day at a time or like just with your spare time, you're married during that time. Uh, y you know what I mean? It, it, it seems like it's not really the purpose of investing is in, in stocks isn't really clear through all this. It's just something that one should do. Yeah, I, that's a good point. Um, you know, with these, I think if you think of it from a savings perspective, whether that means, you know, and you're saving money and it happens to be in an account that holds stocks or whether it's, you know, in just kind of a traditional savings account. I think that aspect of it is very compelling. 
but you know that kind of forcing into a stock portfolio may not be appropriate for everyone um, at certain times in their life. So you know that kind of idea of oh you have to be invested in the market. It's like well maybe not, but the idea of you have to be in a habit of saving money. If this is one thing that helps people do that when they have very little money, and then if there's like kind of a piece okay, well now you have a little bit, here's what the next step is. You know, if there's like kind of a learning aspect to it, you know, for later on, I think that's good. And some of these, fun, uh, some of these firms may actually do that too. But Yeah. I, I mean, I, I, so I guess what I worry about is that if the spare change thing is meant to force you to, cause I, I remember, you know, when I first moved to the city and I was working as an NBC page, which at the time paid, you know, $12 an hour, although you did get some overtime, yada, yada. I don't know what it pays now. But, you know, I, I de- definitely remember, okay, do I have money in my account? Like, no. All right, then I'm going to stay in tonight. You know, I, I would make my decision based on that. Uh, and I was really, uh, really scraping by. Um, so if, if I wanted to force myself to save and invest, then maybe I would have used this app to do that with my spare pennies, and I think that's kind of some of the implicit idea behind it. Which is fine, unless I'm thinking at the end of the month, oh, do I want to, you know, commit this money to uh, taking a class, or, you know, buying buying a, a, a textbook to study for some tests, or, or something like that. Like, I just think that when you're young, there's often many more productive uses of your money than stocks, and I'd hate for people to be hamstrung because they are they feel like they need to save or invest for some unspecified reason rather than perhaps investing in themselves gotcha um so i just loved you saying earlier that you would make a decision about whether or not to go out because this was me when i was a very stupid 22 year old just out of college sure, yeah. so um you know there, there were some times when my checking account was uh you know at ten dollars on payday or you know going into mm-hmm. payday direct deposit hit at midnight right don't you so, hate that when the rent comes like right before the uh, direct deposit you know it's like not even talking about rent we're talking about my bar tab <laughs> as a stupid 22 year old was can i go to happy hour and have one drink or should i wait five hours and have more drinks wait why would you have fewer drinks at happy hour because all right, so, you know, it's after work. Direct deposit hits at midnight. I get out of work. Oh. I have $10 in my account, so can I hang out for an hour? Or should I just hang out for five and That's then be good? That's awesome. That was me as a stupid 22-year-old. Wow. So so that what did you generally go with? Did you, did you generally go with the happy hour or the waiting after midnight? I, lo- I love that trick. Oh, I generally went with the half. I mean, you know, the waiting until after midnight. Absolutely. Well, you know what you could do, and you know, just for any twenty-two-year-olds listening, here's what I, here's my financial advice: <laughs> just put your card behind the bar. You can drink all night. They're not going to run it until you leave. Or you even go. better, even better, forget <laughs> your card. Come back the next day. How about that? They're going to run it in like the morning. The yeah, and then who looks like the hero? That's what I'm saying. This is financial advice, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> How to be a grifter in your early 20s. <laughs> Don't stop in your early 20s. Um, <laughs> okay, so uh, what, 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 I don't think... Uh, I'll just say I haven't used any of these uh, newfangled technological uh, doohickeys. Uh, how about you, Carlton? I haven't. Um, you know, of course, I'm like the resident 
older millennial on the show. Um, I think when I was younger, it would have been something I would have tried. Um, you know, in my younger years, I did do like the rounding up, you know, my pennies to my savings account and similar things. So I think it's something I would have tried. You, you, oh, so you, oh, so you did. So, you, so you would, you, it would round up to, uh, and, and you, and you would send it to the savings account. Nice. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, to me, it, it's, I don't know. I mean, the, the, the best way to save money, needless to say, but we might as well say it is things where your A, tax advantage, or B, your company will match you, uh, and hopefully C, all the above. So that's, you know, how I try to save my money is, is in, in 401ks and Roth IRAs. So, uh, that's another reason this is for a really specific time in your life because it's if you're it, it's not a non-tax advantaged account I, I i don't know if you can do any of these with a tax advantaged account so for that reason i'm out i don't know it just turned into shark tank all of a sudden but yeah <laughs> yeah i think um you know unfortunately not everyone in their first job has a 401k plan or has a plan that has a good match um i think it is if you're not going to do anything else you know, this could be a viable option. And I think that's the thing that, you know, attracts me to some of these things for younger people is there's a ton of financial advice out there and things you should be doing and things you shouldn't be doing and books you should buy and people you should listen to. And a lot of people read all the articles and then they don't do anything or they Mm -hmm. do something for a week. So if this is actually forcing you to do something, I think that's a positive thing. Yeah. And and it is very big. I mean, there's, something like a million people who use this acorn thing so it's it's uh is it acorn or acorns i, I feel like i've uh, acorn acorn just one right no 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 corn plural acorns mm-hmm. oh, that sounds a little weird um yeah i <laughs> I, I, I uh <laughs> i think the, the the one thing that's kind of funny to me is that we did an episode about Bitcoin and and so many young people are interested in investing in these things that can go up a lot and and honestly uh, even if I'm not maybe the biggest Bitcoin bull as I've made clear but investing in things that could go up a lot but may go down a lot kind of makes sense to me in a way when you're when you're young um, rather than like trying to make four dollars and then roll it into some other account or or, or somewhat so, but but it just kind of I just want to point out, just funny, the the contrast between, you know, mildly, passively investing your spare change and maybe making four or five dollars in a month or two, uh, in profits versus like investing in Bitcoin and or in Ethereum or in you know some other coin, trying to double your money or or go bust. Yeah, well, you know, there is also like the middle ground, which is you know another one of these kinds of fintech upstart companies called a stockpile, where I. Th- you may have seen like the gift cards um, mm-hmm. before where you can buy, you know, portions of stocks. Because one of the old investing adages is, you know, buy what you know, like when it comes to a stock, like buy the products you know. Now, one, if you have to buy fractional shares, maybe you're not ready for the stock market. But, you know, just to kind of give you an idea of how something like this would work, say you shop on Amazon a lot. I can't imagine many millennials can afford you know, one share of Amazon, which is right now $956. Right. So with like Stockpile, you, you know, maybe get a $50 gift card and uh, what's that, like a five, roughly 5% stake in a share. So you could participate maybe that way. Um, 
But uh, again, it's pretty pricey though. It's like three percent of the of the price goes to the, goes to the fee. I think something like that. So uh, that's what, what you might want to watch out for that too. Yeah, exactly. And I think you know, I think this company tries to like solve an interesting problem of people who want to buy stock but you know can't exactly afford you know some of the big names. Like even you know something com- like common like Procter and Gamble. Think of how many products of them you have in your house that you don't even think about. A share of their company is like ninety one dollars. Not a lot of people can make a meaningful investment. But again, if you're kind of, you know, thinking you can only buy a portion of a share, eh, maybe you need to be in index funds for a little bit longer before you actually start playing individual stocks. Yeah, although although individual stocks might get you uh, more hooked on the market. It's, it's definitely more fun. Uh, and, and you feel like you're using a little skill. I mean, that that's the kind of... Otherwise, it's all luck. I mean, just from the perspective of someone who's investing, it, it's kind of like... A, a well-designed game has has some skill and some luck, and and when you invest in a single stock, it, there's at least the idea that you have some skill. Whereas if you're just passively, you know, investing in in ETF, it's kind of like a hundred percent luck, even even if it might be a better decision. I I don't know if that point made sense, but but my, my, I think you'll get more engaged if you're investing in single stocks, at least. Right, but like we said, we're not sure if that's good or bad if you're more engaged. Yeah. I mean, if you're saving, that's a good thing, but if you know. Is the goal to be playing the market, or is the goal to be saving? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And 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 like we talked in the asset allocation, like sometimes you want to be in a lot of stocks, sometimes you want to be in a little, and, and it's a very personal decision. It's not that we all should be in stocks all the time. So exactly. So are you going to use one of these, Alex? Nope. <laughs> Back to the poker table with you. <laughs> yeah, that, that that's where all my uh, I, I have an app that sends all my spare change to an online poker site. So that's. Uh, Nice. That's what I'm doing. All right. Well, I, I I'm glad we talked about this though, because it, it is it is a growing thing, and uh, I finally understand what all those advertisements on the subway are about. Yeah. Oh, there's a bunch of interesting ones. Yeah. All right. Very good. All right. Have a good night, Alex. Night, Carlton.